0: Ever quit a job, ever redefine yourself within one, ever started something and won big or failed? This is Quit, a call-in show helping people sort out their lives, reevaluate their options and kick their crummy corporate stooge jobs to the curb and hopefully start something awesome. I'm Dan Benchman. It's time to quit. It's Friday. It's one seventeen p.m. here Central Time in Austin, Texas, September 13th, Friday the 13th, 2013. And as hard as this is for me to, to say out loud, it's even harder for me to believe. Sitting across from me, here in the studio, I, know, I can't even say it, I can't even put, put the words together, Shlok Vadia. Welcome back to everything, back to <laughs> everything. Where have you been? Oh,
1: I have been, as you say, in a crypt. It's been a, been a crazy few months. But you're back
0: now, and everything's everything's okay. Are you back? You're you're back like you're in the inner circle. You think, or you're just back? I'm working
1: my way into that inner circle,
0: <sighs> trying to anyway. <clears throat> Your look, the face. So much has changed for you mm-hmm. since uh, the last time that you were here. You've gone through uh, so many different things, none of which we will really be talking about here because it's neither the time nor the place. <laughs> sure. However, we can say that when you were here before. It was unclear what you did for a living. We That's know cool. that you were in uh, counterintelligence and espionage; you were a spy. And then you wrote a book, a fiction fiction book, "The Rise of Siri," and that sold so well that you no longer needed to work anymore. Never again. And yet now you have a full time job, and you're working. Can I talk about what you do? Yeah, a little bit, sure. Yeah, you are some. You're running an an accelerator within a larger company in some way sort of helping to define the future of that company. And that's kind of an interesting topic to me. I want to talk about absolutely because uh, it's so often that you see a company, especially a big one, the company you work for has thousands of people in it, right? It's, it's much tougher for a company like that to change, or as you say, pivot <laughs> and do something different. This company is smart enough to say, you know what? We know that what we're doing now, this may not be the way to go in a year or five years or 10 years. How can we, from within, redefine what it is that we do?
1: Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, what's really interesting about that is, you know, we talk about corporate stooge um, lifestyles here, and uh, for someone seeking seeking stability, like, that's the only way to go, but um, this is a unique place where you... You know, I'm basically in a startup within a larger
0: context. Yeah, I mean, that's fascinating to me. Why don't all big companies do this? How much resources does it take? I mean, I know you're, you know, you're not working for free, but how much does it cost hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, several hundred thousand dollars a year to have a small team like you guys in there for a company that's probably making many, many millions a year? Right. I to mean, have three to five people doing something like this is affordable. It's not a big deal, right? Absolutely. I mean, there's there's always somebody doing this role. It's it's
1: formalizing it that's really an exciting proposition for a big company and for a small company, right? Because there's always, you know, two or three people thinking about the future of the company. Usually there's a the CEO if you're very, very small, but if it's a little bit bigger, you still have a little, you know, a think tank or a or brain trust. And uh, it's important, I think, I mean, like even just with recent experiences, to formalize that relationship that says, "Look, you guys are working on this. This is your portfolio is a feature of this company and that's that's a cool place for two reasons. one, um, it gives an entrepreneur a home mm-hmm. in a larger company, mm-hmm. and that's like all entrepreneurs want when they want when they go corporate, um, but it also gives you know the company uh, hope in a lot of ways
0: so. You, you found this, this job and it seems perfect for you. Yeah, I think so. So far it's been awesome. And you you never, you know, you're not the kind of person who says, Oh, I'm, this is my, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. But as far as you go, you understand the big companies, you understand the smaller companies, the startups, accelerators and things like that. So how does this work? How are you working from within this company you were not at this company before you were hired into this role. Exactly. Now Do you think that, I mean, was that something that was intentional from the company standpoint saying we don't want people who were from here or do you work with other folks that, that were from that company?
1: Yeah. I think they actually did a good job getting the balance because it's, there's, you know, there's senior executive level support um, for this, I guess, initiative. And there's two of those guys who have been there basically through the company's history. Um, But then they said, look, we want new blood, we want new experiences, we want, Mm -hmm. you know, we need somebody with an MBA, and we get one of those, and we also need somebody who's built companies from scratch. And that's where I showed up. So Mm -hmm. it's, um, yeah, they they were smart enough to recognize, like, we need a varied skill set. It's a startup, like, you can't just have four MBAs in a room, that's a consulting job, and that's not a real thing. Mm -hmm. So, I think that answered your question.
0: Yeah, no, it does. And I think this is kind of a dream job for a lot of people because I remember whenever I was in a larger company I was always incredibly frustrated by opportunities that we were missing. Now I think I understand better why some of those opportunities were missed or why you would say well we're doing x and we should be doing you know y and z also or you know, B and C also, why aren't we doing those things or why aren't we even looking at those things? So how does this work? You guys come up with an idea of something else you can do. You were talking to me about different companies you could partner with or things like that. It, I mean, what does this look like on a day to day? Like what's your job? How come you're sitting here across from me at one twenty <laughs> in the afternoon uh, and and not in trouble for that. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. It's, and that's, that's the coolest part is because there's this kind of like senior level support. Um, I can, in a lot of ways do whatever i need to um and so that means you know i can go talk to any department any any vp any anybody i need to i can go interact with and have a reason to do so a basis to do so Mm -hmm. and the expectation that they'll you know embrace what you're engaged with you um which you don't always get a A at a junior level and b uh without this kind of role right um but yeah it's it's it nothing is off the table is something that i've heard several times there's so any idea like you know let's we sell hammers, but maybe we should be selling, you know, saws. We should be selling totally different tools or let's, if the entire business needs to shift, like, give me a good reason on a budget to do so and right. we can do that. And so it's a lot of research, um, a lot of talking to different companies, figuring out different avenues of approach and different mm-hmm. kinds of opportunities and that kind of thing. Um, and honestly, like a whole lot of thinking, which is rare to, A, have the time in a large corporate setting, but be the expectation that thinking is part of the job. And so it's interesting. You see like a lot of senior level folks don't have time to think because they're constantly putting out fires. Mm -hmm. Uh, They think on the way home, they think on the way to work, they think on the flight, that kind of stuff. I can spend a couple hours a day doing thinking and, you know, (laughs) not me in a corner alone in the dark, but like writing it out and, and somebody will read that because it's,
0: you know, that's what I'm there for. So if, how, how is somebody like you then evaluated like at the end of the, at your three month or six month or year long time period? I mean, how,
1: yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good question. Um, and I guess I'll find out in a couple of months, but I guess,
0: Right. But how do they evaluate that? I mean, how do they tell like what, what do you have to show for your week at the end of the week or at the end of the month? you know yeah. what i'm saying
1: i get a lot of you know I, I do get a lot of requests right because there's somebody's exploring a partnership with somebody mm-hmm. and i have to go research that um so i will write up little reports so if i'm doing the reports with a you know expected level of analysis expected level of depth and that kind of thing those are simple like deliverables and those are going to be a big part of it but there's this larger um I want to say portfolio, but there's another word for it. Mm-hmm. There's this larger expectation that, look, we need to build a X million dollar business. Are you doing your part? And it's kind of, it's the same thing in startups is how do you judge somebody? Mm-hmm. Well, are they pulling their weight, their friend's weight, and everybody else is in the room's weight because that's the way startups work. right? So, yeah, are you a team player? And that's that doesn't begin to cover it. But, <laughs> um, you know, if you're a bunch of yaks corralled mm-hmm. together pulling a wagon, like, right. you're going to notice the one that's not doing their work job.
0: So when, and you're, and you mentioned that you're working with other folks here, you're doing this. Is, is this the kind of thing I don't think a lot of the people listening to this show are working for big companies and thinking that they could go to their boss and say to them, let's do something like this and have them respond in any way in, in a positive way at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't see how that could possibly be received well at a company that isn't already launching some kind of initiative. How do the people who are sitting there in the audience being like, this is exactly what we need to be doing. And like, I could do this, you know, I could do this three hours a week. Let me just do this three hours a week. Forget having a whole job. Right. Let me just do it a few hours a week. Like what's so great about your company that you're working for? How can, how could somebody pitch this to their boss at their company?
1: Yeah. The, the, I've been thinking about that for a while. I think I'm calling it corporate hacking. Mm -hmm. Um, But look, I mean, the 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 easiest way to do this is to win a whole bunch of friends and who are in senior positions, and then then you can talk to them, right? You can't just be the guy who's expected to move widget B from point A to point C. Like Mm -hmm. you need to be seen as more than that. The easiest way to do that is to spend those three hours that might come out of your own pocket um, in terms of time. But um, spend that time. Do the research and here's a, here's a, here's the a simplest pro tip I have. Write a two page document that's very easy to read. It starts with the analysis, it gets into the rest of it, and say, Look, this is an opportunity. I want to share it with you. Or here's another company coming up that you should probably pay attention to. Because a lot of you know, this audience in particular pays attention to startups. And if you're in a big company and there's a startup coming for your lunch, mm-hmm. telling the VP about that is probably a good idea. So do those little documents, send them around and make sure your name's at the bottom, but just say, this is informational, hope it helps. I mean, and even in your signature, I do this all the time, is hope that helps. And people love that. It's 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 out of the way. They can read it whenever they want. It's really short and it gives them something quality. You basically become this like, in doing so, you become the expert on that topic. Mm-hmm. Expand that level of that topic, expand that category of topics and eventually people will just start coming to you and that's when you can start pitching things like, Hey, I've been doing this three hours a week with my own time. Can I carve out 10 hours a week to do it for mm-hmm. you? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, hey, you need a director of
0: research. Hi.
1: That kind of stuff, right? right. Like that's when friends and it's basic when friends influence enemies, that kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, I think it's just really cool because when you told me about this, you were, you know, you, what was your what was your last actual job that you were doing? Like the last thing you did for it for a full-time job working for somebody else?
1: Yeah. So that was a startup right? and that was, I was managing editor for like a publication online. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was a transition. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, and this is something I think is an important topic that goes underserved. is if you've been out in the cold for so long as an entrepreneur, you know, you have to do everything all the time yourself. Um, you do need to come in from the cold every so often mm-hmm. and um and this was something i needed to do just so my brain works again and so it was an interesting transition but it's um i think it's an important one is one that we should accept as the entrepreneurial lifestyle is you can't go from start to start to startup you end up with a whole bunch of emotional baggage a mm-hmm. lot of ptsd and just can't function you're not going to be at optimal levels yeah get a home get get a steady paycheck like meet some people in an office that you don't pay for and then reconsider. You'll find new problems to solve. You'll find new opportunities. You'll make great friends and things will work out. You'll get to go do your billion dollar company. It's just going to be a couple months, a year, whatever, later.
0: Yeah. Now, how come you're so interested in helping other companies start or change as opposed to starting your own company? Or is that something you're interested in too and you just haven't done it?
1: Yeah. I mean, I've been, you know, like you described my background Quite terribly, but uh, you, were,
0: you were you were a spy, right? There you go. And then you went under. You were undercover working in uh, uh, was it Guam or Egypt? <laughs> yeah, you were stationed there. You you put down some uh, we can't say, but you let's just say lives were saved. There you go. And then you come back to the states, uh, and and you redefine yourself at that point. You come. You're no longer enlisted. and you come back, you redefine who you are. This is a great story. This is Jason Bourne's
1: lifestyle, actually. Inspiring
0: to a lot of people once you regained your memories and you were able to launch a new career and you have redefined yourself, if you think about it, going from somebody who's essentially uh, doing Carrie Matheson's job from uh, from Homeland to, you know, then you're focusing on startups. You're writing a book. The book sells. You know, you self-publish the book you know, and then you're working in some different startups. You're now, and now you're at a company within a thing. Interesting pedigree for somebody who's, uh, you know, in in their, in their mid twenties.
1: Yeah. And so, but like, because I worked in a certain category, certain vertical for so long, it was, I was running out of problems to solve. At a certain point when you, when you get too entrenched in a certain vertical, it's like, okay, the way to solve this is to, you know, rebuild the world because you just see all the problems and you can't, Can't grasp your hands around you can't grasp any particular one enough to focus on it and build a company around it yeah um so i was like all right let's get some more exposure in something else and um and then in looking this this thing kind of happened it's it's cool because i get a broad level perspective on um on a new vertical for me and that's that's pretty interesting i encourage people to do that
0: so somebody in the chat room uh is, is saying um that he went to college with you well he she i don't know There's no way to know if they're male or female.
1: Do they have a name or a username?
0: I don't want to insult them by pronouncing it wrong. Okay. Prenra? Prenra? P-R-E-H-N-R-A. Claims he went to college with you. He could have. Right, because there's only one person named Schloke in the world. Probably. Robert Pren, he says. What, what a, robber, a surprise right? that, yeah. that somebody from the chat room says something that no one else understands. You can call into the show live at 512-518-5714. We've already got a few folks uh, in the queue. But if you have something you want to ask about or talk about, a lot of emails to go through if we don't have time for uh, for all the calls. But 512-518-5714 is the number to dial. Our first sponsor today is... Our friends over at shutterstock.com where you will find over 20 million stock photos, vectors, illustrations, video clips, and so much more. These guys are really great. If you're building a site, if you're like my uh, my friend's sweet mates over there at FunSize who do uh, user interface design, they're working on a pitch for one of their clients, for one of their customers. And they walked out and they said, hey, Dan, what, what's that code? What's that site that you guys do? Shutterstock? I said, yeah code that you're going to want to use for this show to support this show and also get a 25% discount is quit nine, but they went and they found the perfect image for their presentation that they were working on. They can use the same thing for comps. It's so great what's available over there from the standpoint of images that are from global independent photographers. They're adding 10,000 images a day, which is hard to believe, but it's true you create these little light boxes as you search, create them on the fly and start categorizing and organizing the images that you want to put together. You can do the same thing with their vectors, their icons, infographic templates, and you can find stuff that's really going to help you differentiate the site or the proposal or the talk that you're giving. They're really, really great. Constantly adding new stuff. Please go check them out and support the show. Visit shutterstock.com 24 hour support during the week. No credit card needed. When you're ready to buy something, anything, and you want 25 percent off, code is quit nine. That will support this show, and let me have people like Shoke, uh returning each week and every week. Schloke, Schloke. Did I say it wrong? <laughs> yeah, you missed the L. I said I said Schloke. No, I think so. Pretty sure. So, you know, I think I think we can take one of these calls here. Let's see who we want to take. Who's been on hold longest? 512-518-5714 if you want to call into the show. Hey there, you're on the air. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. What's up? How are you?
2: Good, good. Overworked, but good.
0: So tell me your story. What's what's going on with you? How's everything uh, going? Where are you calling from? What's your name?
2: Um... Well, my area code is from Illinois, but I'm calling from Pennsylvania. Long story. Okay. Um, my name is Daniel. My name is Daniel. Um, I, I, I'm i supposed I'm a graphic designer, but uh, for the past uh, six years, I worked for a company that pretty much designed stuff from the 90s, from the 2000s. Um, and I uh, stayed there for six years. And then we had some disagreements, and I left, and I thought, I'm going to put a portfolio together and, uh, you know, get a job. And then I re- I soon realized that my portfolio was, like, maybe good in the 1980s and 90s, but not now. Mm-hmm. Um, so for six months, I tried a design job, <laughs> couldn't find anything. And at the same time, my old company decided to contract me in the, contra- the contract phase, and I thought that would be enough money. And there was not enough money, so I tried to get a, 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 you know, look for any job. So I got a job in a, uh, I don't want to name the a company, but uh, I'll just say that it's a company that you may buy a lot online from. I'm mm-hmm. um, just doing banding work in a warehouse. Okay. Um, so now I have two jobs, one from an old company that doesn't pay enough, and one of this new company, uh, which I'm trying to get a promotion now, so I'm not just say you know doing the same things over and over again. Um, and I'm calling to see to see what Dan tells me to do, and I'll do it.
0: So, I mean, what's your what's your main question? What is what is the big dilemma for you? If you had to put one thing on one side, one thing on the other side, what's the decision you're trying to make?
2: Um, I I. I want to get back to, to be as a designer, but I think I, I need more schooling or more training or something to get back into that field. Uh, but my problem is, you know, family, one and a half kid. Um, and I'm not sure what to do, uh, to get back into the field. And then in the same, and at the same time, my uh, dilemma is, or should I just stick out with this company that has them growing for us? Possibilities, but it's totally outside of design but outside of you know it's just warehouse work, so that's my dilemma,
0: yeah, I mean it's obvious that the job that you're in right now is not fulfilling to you i mean it's it, it <laughs> doesn't sound like what you what you want to be doing, but you've got these dependencies right you've got you've got bills to pay and you've got mouths to feed right, and uh I don't know. I, I just think it's it's tough and it's tricky because you can't abandon those responsibilities just because you're unhappy. I mean, ideally you wouldn't be in this situation in the first place, but you know, that's circumstances and, and th- this is where you are. So there's no sense in trying to, man, why did I get here? How did I get here? I cannot fix it. I mean, you want to move to the next thing. So I'm assuming there's no way that you can do anything other than the job that you're doing in your current gig. Is that correct? I mean, that's that's it, right?
2: Well, yes, that's my assumption because for six months, I tried to get freelance work, I tried to get a normal job in design field, and I couldn't get anything i, I you know i I applied for a villain jobs, did interviews and and simply not, nothing came around so in my and my assumption is that you know my my portfolio reflects something that's not good enough. Um, and now that I'm outside of that company's bubble, and I look at stuff that I designed there, and it's like, wow, this is you know really bad. So that's that's my issue.
0: So I mean, web design and development and that kind of thing. The beauty of that is all you need to do that typically is a computer and time. Right. Right. Isn't this the kind of thing where you know? you can start looking for, you You feel like you're, and you feel like you're out of your uh, depth a little bit. You're behind a little bit. Cause you haven't been doing this for a while. Right.
2: Um, I, I, I have the skills. I, you know, I, I believe that I can do, I, I'm, I can learn very quickly. And I spent six months that I was trying to, I was learning all the new stuff and, and whatever. But my problem is that I don't have anything to show. So, and now my dilemma is I don't have time to build anything for myself to, you know, to show because I, I pretty much now need those two jobs to to, to pay for stuff. Right. Um,
0: and you're, so you're just you're saying you're add, out of time. You're totally out of time.
2: Yeah. So it's not yeah. like you can
0: do this after work. It's not like you can do this on the weekend, right?
2: Yeah, my weekend is my second job.
0: <sighs> right. I mean, that's tough. Um, so here, here's what you're going to want to do. And Shloke, you can tell me, Shloke, you can tell me if if you think of a, a better way to approach this. But from my standpoint, really, what I think you need to be doing in the little bit of free time that you do have is trying to get either a full time job doing what you're doing, just and that just might be looking at the job boards, talking to people that you might know, talking to friends if you have people in that industry. Doing your best to kind of go and, you know, occasionally if you can fit in the time, go to one of the, you know, I, I don't know what kind of development you do. Let's just make believe it's Rails. I'm sure there's a Rails meetup group you could get involved with. You could do that kind of thing. Word of mouth, getting the word out there, asking people, trying to find something full time that'll let you switch over to it. In the meantime, I don't know how much your second job pays. My guess is it's not paying a whole lot, but... You need right. the you need the money. So what you do is you try again. I'm not sure how you're going to do this with the limited time that you have, but go right. and make a make a Squarespace site, you know, and put your work out there. Publicize your GitHub page. Look at Twitter, you know, interact with other developers on projects and things like that, and try to get your name out there. Try to get the word out there about what you're doing until you land a gig that's a part time. You know, somebody who needs a project built. And look at it and say, huh, I'm going to get paid 5000 bucks to do this project. Well, that's more than I would make in a month working this second job. Now I can quit the second job. And then you can quit the second job You yeah, get that, your weekends back and you're doing the thing that you want to be doing instead of the second job, which isn't what you want to be doing. And you parlay that into getting a full-time job and or starting your own consulting business that you're doing inside work until that is big enough that you can say, great, I can do this full-time and then you leave the full-time job. Schloke is, is there something I'm missing?
1: No, I think I think that's right. I mean, step one for you is to absolutely redo your portfolio. I mean, re- reflect your skills. Don't reflect the work you've done for pay. I mean, just go kick ass on it, right? And if you can do that, then you're going to open up a whole bunch of opportunities. Like Dan was saying, I mean, the time is is a big part of this, but I mean, you have to carve that out. Just get the portfolio done. Just treat it like that. Don't even think of it as a job search, whatever. Just... Over the next month, I have to do this. This is the investment I'm making in my future. Um, and and if you do that, then everything
0: else Dan said is is the way to go. All right. Is that, does that help you? I mean, are you going to be able to do this or what?
2: Yeah, yeah. I think my uh, the first thing that I need to do is carve out some time. And I think uh, I'm going to start slowly fading away my my previous company's work, and you know, because it's not helping me; it's just putting me even more behind. So once once that's behind me, I'll be able to, to start doing what you guys say.
0: Yeah, I think you, I mean, the main, the main thing is just, it, you know, I know that you're inclined because of the frustration that you're experiencing, that the inclination that you have is to just try and get out of there. You just want to get out of there, but it's going to take time. You know, it's going to take you time to be able to make that next step, especially because you have these financial responsibilities that are hanging over your head. So you got to get that stuff in line first. You can't just run yeah. out there. You know, yeah. you can't yeah. just run out there.
2: Yeah. patience is the key here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You have to take your time. All right. Well, All thanks. Right. Thanks for the call and call back and let us know uh, what you do down the road. Okay. All right,
2: thanks, man.
0: Bye. Thanks for talking. Yep. All right. You know, I think there's a lot of people in his situation. Yep. They're in a job they don't like. And he's in a worse he's actually in one of the worst situations that we've heard in a while in that he's very much in I don't know if he's in debt, but he can not he can't not be working those two jobs and neither of them pays what he <laughs> right, he wants to be making. Two jobs he doesn't
1: like. Yeah, he has two,
0: place. right. <laughs> two jobs that he hates. And that sucks. You know, how do you work your way out of that? It's tough because you can't do the evenings and weekends. think like most of the people that call in, they're like, Oh, I really hate my job. I really want to be in web design. And well, let's go start doing web design then. <laughs> right. Well, when am I going to do that after working on the weekends? Well, that's when I play basketball with my friends from high school. Well, then don't play basketball if it's that important to you. You know, if, if you're a single parent, and you're taking care of your kids and everything else. And obviously, you can't just not take care of your kids. This guy can't just not work to pay his bills. But can he reduce some of his expenses? He doesn't sound to me like he's living the the shloke life. The schloke life, you know. He doesn't have, like, a fancy convertible uh, car, you know. He's not living in a high-rise in downtown and, you know, eating o- oysters, you know, every night. <laughs> not everyone is shloke But... You know, what can he cut back on? Does he need cable? You know, no, he doesn't need cable. Would it suck without cable? Yes. Would that inspire him to get the job that he really wants? Probably.
1: Yeah, well, the inspiration Cut, cut, part, cut off his cable. Yeah, I mean, definitely cut I off cut cable. I cut off my
0: cable when I started my first business. I cut everything off. Sure, do that. That but that's 45 not, bucks a month or whatever was like, no, I'm not. I'm not paying for that now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Do that, but that's not going to inspire you. <laughs> like, that's going to save you money. It's... There are people who, if you cut away the TV, they will be inspired to new heights. I don't think he's one of them, right? He's he's working two jobs trying to take care of his kid. Um, he needs to cut the cable. He needs to cut all the expenses he can. And really, he needs to get a handle on his time. Um, and that's going to be the big part. And the other part is, like, if that second job is not paying great, like, yeah. maybe go get a retail job or, or something, where which is not in your line of work, but it's going to give you more flexibility to do stuff with your and time.
0: Time-wise. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, there's no easy answer for him. But if you're in a situation where you're like, should I have cable or I'm making 15 bucks an hour at this second job that I have? And if I cancel cable, I'll get three hours back that I won't have to work now. Right. Would you want to cancel cable on your kit? No, I'm just using that as an example. But what could you do with those three hours? I remember the time that I made the decision to not do the yard work anymore myself because I was waking up usually on Saturday, sometimes Sunday. I would, you know, I wake up in the morning, get everything ready, go out into the garage by eight 30, nine AM. Cause you didn't want to bother the neighbors who were all out drinking the night before, you know, and I'd go, go. And first you start, first you start with the, you know, the lawnmower and you don't just have to start it and go. You have to make sure is the oil gasoline mix mixed up. Is it need more of that? You fill that up. Are the, you know, wheel heights set correctly? Because they can, you know, you could bump them, they could change. You start the thing. Didn't why didn't this start? Oh, I flooded the thing, I had to choke it again. You know, all this stupid stuff. And you go out there and you mow your yard. And mowing the yard, even with the self propelled non mower, it's still gonna be at least thirty, forty five minutes if you have a decent sized yard. Then you go back in, you gotta edge it. And you need a, in the weeds with the other thing around the trees oh mulch is dug up there from some raccoon I gotta put that back in all of that stuff you're you're spending several hours doing this and then if you live in Florida and you have St. Augustine <laughs> you've gotta bag all of that you can't just leave it even that, you know they say the lawnmower says that it chops it up and, and you know returns it but no you wind up bagging it a, your yard will look better if you bag it more often than not so now you've got these trash bags full of that you gotta put them over to the side then you get to clean up. You can't put the lawnmower away dirty because the, the grass will get caked in there. So you got to clean that up. And then you get to put that away. You got to clean all the stuff and put it away, make sure it's right for the next time. Organize it. This is hours of time that you're spending on Saturday. Or maybe you can pay, I don't know how much it is in, in your area, 20 bucks, 50 bucks, 100 bucks. You can pay something to have somebody come out and do this for you. But it's not going to be usually one person. It's going to be one guy on one of those big riding mower things and another one or two guys with the blower and the weed whacker and the trimmer and the edger and all this stuff. And they're going to descend on your yard. And in 15, 20 minutes tops, your yard is going to be mowed, edged, trimmed. The guy's going to blow all the grass and leaves out of the thing for you. It's going to look beautiful. And you've done nothing. You probably weren't even there at your house when they were doing it because they're going to do it Tuesday at 3 p.m. And this might cost you 50 bucks. But is that 50 bucks or 100? I think I paid like 120 bucks a month or something at one point. Is that worth it? For me, it was absolutely worth it because now I didn't have all that prep work, all the hard work, all the cleanup after that. Now I could just go and maybe I could sit and well, I'm going to learn today. I'm going to learn how to write Java, you know. Today, I'm going to uh, promote the website that I built. Today, I'm going to learn about some new technology that I didn't know about. Today, I'm going to write an article. Or I'm going to sleep later. Or I'm going to go out with my friend. Or I'm going to take my kid to the playground. All of these are things that you have to decide how much is that money worth to me in getting my time back. And the reason I bring this up is there are certain things that we do and certain opportunities that we miss because of what we perceive as being an obligation. We ha- I have an obligation to keep the yard looking good so the homeowners association doesn't get upset. That's my agreement that I have to uphold that. But that doesn't mean I have to do it. I can hire someone else to do that work. And although I'm spending money, what can I do with that four hours? So if it's going to cost me $120 a month... To get 16 hours. Right? If I can bill at $100 an hour, well then it's a very, very clear business decision that I should hire somebody to do that. Yep. If I can make an investment by paying those lawn guys to come out and do that work for me, I'm now paying them money, but what I'm doing is I'm learning now, I'm learning how to write Rails. I'm learning how to write Ruby, and I'm learning how to build websites. And so initially, I'm paying money out. But if I believe that if I do that for a month, that I'll be able to now learn this new technology and go make some money, the first time I get a gig for $5,000, bucks, i have more than paid that back. So sometimes you can reevaluate the kind of work that you're doing that's not making you money or that's not taking you to that next step. A lot of people have the luxury of free time. You know, people who are single or who are, a couple and don't have kids. They have a tremendous, tremendous advantage over the people that have those additional responsibilities. This guy's working two jobs, you know, to take care of his family. And you hear somebody who's 21 years old out of school and they're not sure, you know, should they take this job? Should they take that job? That person has something this guy doesn't have choice. Yep. They don't have the time to make those changes. They don't have the, the luxury of being able to say, I, I don't know what I want to do. So many opportunities out there. Boo hoo. Let me get the violin. You know, the reality is people who are trying to decide between two jobs, people have the luxury to say, I think I'm going to leave my job. I think I'm going to quit my job. You know, that that's a luxury. It's a really good luxury to have. It doesn't make those decisions any easier. It doesn't make them less important. Yeah. But just don't forget how lucky you are if you're in that situation. 512-518-5714. I'll take a couple calls. I've got to get to the uh, to these emails. All right. Hi, you're here. What, what's your name? Henry. Henry. Where are you?
3: I'm in New York City.
0: All right. What's your problem? What's going on? Um... Is Henry I a codename, or a, a, is it a real name, Henry, or a codename? It's name? my real name. All
3: right. It's a real name. I've called him before. I talked to Merlin once about comics and...
0: Um, oh, yeah, the call-in show we did. TV. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I was one of my favorite episodes of anything. That's because I was on it, but it was actually a great <laughs> episode. Um, so I am a... Um, I work in product development at a museum for stuff. And, um, at a museum? And i more details than that. Yeah, in the museum. And um I've been here for four years as of a week ago and I just found out on Tuesday during my first during my first day of jury duty actually. And it was oh, thankfully not I uh, didn't get on a trial, um, another uh, back to work reference there, jury duty, um, that my boss was gonna be leaving and he is one of my only allies in the entire organization. And um I don't know how much I should be sticking around. Um, there's not much in the way of other people in the organization that I think have my back. And it's, I'm not sure what, I don't think they're going to do much to make it intensify me to stay or move me up. But I just want to, it's just a question about when your boss quits and you're not feeling well about staying on.
0: Right, are, are you worried that your, the fact that your boss is leaving will jeopardize your job?
3: I believe will make things worse. Things are already on a bad um, situation where responsibilities were getting unevenly pushed. I know we've talked about we only have the responsibilities that we accept that we say yes to. I think that was a topic on a recent B2W, BQW. But, um, but, but at the same time, sometimes the only recourse can be not accepting responsibility, would be not, not continuing the job. And um, that's when it's happened frequently and I could see it happening a lot worse in a lot of worse direction going forward. And, it's, um, and there's some other stuff like products coming up in that I didn't have responsibility for but um, I will be because of him leaving and um, stuff that I don't really want to have to have my name to be the only name behind said product and um, the vacuum that's being created is sort of frightening.
0: I think you're overcomplicating things, Henry. <laughs> What are you? Yeah. Do? Are you packing up your desk right know, now? Exactly. What, are you, what are you doing there? You loading boxes into your truck. Well, I've been out of the office for four. Di- I've
3: been out of the office for four days, so I maybe that's the problem. And I'm just,
0: yeah. Why have you oh, been out, out of the just office for four?
3: In general, well, true duty.
0: Oh right. Okay, I forgive that. All right. Listen. <laughs> First of all, you know, I was talking to somebody else uh, who uh, was saying about their job. They were saying, you know what? Everybody, can you just stop packing your stuff, dude? It's really bugging me while we're done. You're on a show. It's a live show. Can you just pack up later? Okay. Okay. Done. 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 All right. Thank you. <laughs> What's this guy doing? He reminds me of this guy with the cat that kept freaking out in the background. Can we
1: just, like, mute him and unmute him when we want him to talk?
0: No, I think everyone should have to suffer along with us. <laughs> okay. You're done? Yeah, All right, cool. Here's the thing. I was talking to somebody else about this, and they were saying that at their job, everybody's leaving left and right. Everybody's leaving left and right. What is he doing?
1: I I, I can't begin to it's imagine.
3: Keyboard, sorry.
0: We'll, 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 oh. wait. we'll wait for you. It's cool.
3: I'm going to mute.
0: All right. And, it, and, and, and they were saying, you know what, everybody's leaving. I feel like I need to go because these other people are leaving. These other people have left and, they, and I need to go. I actually think that it, unless your job is horrible, that that might be a really cool opportunity for you. This might be a really great opportunity for you to try and move up or take, take your boss's job and do it right. You know, Don't just say, well, my boss is leaving. This is going to suck. See if it sucks first. Now be smart about it and start looking for something else. But right now you have the luxury of time. You have the luxury of time where you can say, well, my boss is going to be leaving. So what does this mean for me? Well, maybe I can get my boss's job or maybe maybe this bad perception was because of my boss and I just didn't know it. Who knows what it's going to be like when your boss leaves? Shlok, I mean, is this right? I mean, why? I don't think you need to run away because your boss leaves. Everybody always says that, well, my boss is leaving, so the job's going to suck now. Okay, maybe it sucks, so be smart, start interviewing somewhere else, get another job, plan on it. But what if that doesn't happen? What if this is the opportunity you've been waiting for, like Klingon style? You know, like eliminate your boss so that you can move up into the next level, right? You are into Star Trek, pretty yeah, hardcore. Very hardcore. So, yeah, he just did the Vulcan, uh, the secret symbol. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, in this type of scenario, always go looking for something else. Um, if things do entirely fall apart, you know, you, you do have a backup plan, but, um, in, in the same, at the same time, as you're lining up that backup plan, like you have a really cool opportunity there where, uh, you can try stuff out that you wouldn't normally try out because you know, you're on the way out, right? So you can try to, since you say you don't have a lot of allies there, try to make some allies, I mean, just try that out. That's a, that's probably a useful skill in life, um, and in the workplace. So, like, see how that goes. If it goes badly, you don't care. You're out there. You're out of there in a month. If it goes well, like maybe that
0: opens up any opportunity, and you stay. Like, Henry, Henry, why don't you have? If you can unmute us for a second, why don't you have allies there?
3: Oh, I can explain that. Um, there's been a recent sort of exodus, and um, also it's the hierarchy things, our department um, it's three people and I've only been working with one of those people directly for maybe under half a year. And, um, it's just the people the management, that people have been leaving and hiring. So it's a lot of people that have been shifted around.
1: And so it's that, that's the reason. I don't, I
0: don't know.
1: <laughs> I mean, have you also, punched someone in the face?
0: What did you do to those poor people?
3: Um, I was, Overly nice and said yes too often, probably mm-hmm. to, go to, to go to a to topic. But um, one thing is, I just know for a fact that um, position will not be offered. I and that, just that's the way they work around you. Um, I hate to be using definite but I believe that's definitely
0: <sighs> Okay, so here's your your plan: is what Schloak said to do. Make some allies right now. Meanwhile, uh, go out and try and find another job. And if after your boss leaves, it sucks, go take the other job. And if you think you can't turn it around, I think this is a chance for you to go and assume your boss's role just by starting to do the things that your boss was doing. Yeah. Go to your boss and say, I know you're leaving. I don't know if anyone else has stepped up to fill your role, but I'm ready. If they already have plans, he'll say, or she'll say, you know what, they already... Uh they're already bringing somebody else in to do this or oh they're eliminating the position and they're just going to have whatever but step up to the plate. Have fun with it. If you're planning on leaving anyway, then you can do no wrong. Yeah, exactly. What can you what can you do that would make it worse if you think it's going to suck anyway?
1: Right. And and don't do like a land grab. Don't like show up and be like I'm going to do this job now, but like start doing the job in a way that either helps out the person who does get the job and then you'll be, you know, you'll have a boss who likes you again. Um or you know, just start doing stuff for the organization, become the person who does that thing. Like that's, that's an opportunity, right? Like chaos is an opportunity. What was that? Game of Thrones said chaos is a ladder and it is. So treat it like that. You're either going to succeed by going somewhere else or you're going to succeed by staying and doing it right. Right. Done.
0: Thank you. All right. So listen, Henry, I'm very curious if you can, uh, you can tell me what's going on in a little while. like, maybe a month from now, call sure, back yeah. and, and let us, a lot of people, you know what? A lot of people email. Oh, this is uh John Smith from show number, you know, uh, 32. And I wanted to give you an update. Thank you. I'll try and read those on the air, but it's much better when you call. So Henry call back. Okay. And tell us what's Thank going you, Dan. on. You.
3: Um, I was the one who posted the photo on Instagram recently at the Jackal t-shirt. I don't know if you saw the tag. Oh, cool. I, I, I did see that. High but yeah, that was me. Awesome. And, um, thanks for all that you do. And, um, thanks for listening. And have
0: a great day. Good luck. Take over. Thank you. Bye. He's got to take over. That's the whole thing. He's got to take over. He's got to go in there and uh, and start running things.
1: Yep. If you're left in a chaotic situations like like that, I mm-hmm. mean, step up or yeah,
0: can get, get get out. He can make that. He can make this the way he wants it to be. This is an opportunity. Right. This other person I was talking to, they're saying, "Oh, everyone's leaving. It's going to suck now." And like, no. This is how you move up in the company. If you want, if you don't hate the company, if you hate the company and everyone's leaving because it's awful or it's, you know, it's, it's sinking, then it's time to go. But even, wouldn't that even be cool to leave with a better title than you had? Yeah. You know, you're going to leave in three months. So what? Get a better title, get a director in your title instead of just system analyst two. be director of technology. And then you leave and you're like, yeah, I was director of technology over at that company for a month. (laughs) <laughs> doesn't matter. You still had the title, right? Who cares?
1: Yeah. Then you make a lateral move and a better paycheck. Right. And life goes on.
0: We're not hiring anybody without director level experience. Well, guess what? I had that. <laughs> I had that.
1: Or interim director.
0: Interim. I director. All right. Hey, you're on the air. How are you?
4: Hey, man. Cool, Dan. This is Armani. Uh, I'm calling from the Netherlands. I uh, want some advice on uh, how to get a new job. Okay. All right. months ago from the job I was at. All right. And it wasn't going too well. I couldn't grow in a company. I wanted to uh, make another move. So I'll make another move to this detachment bureau. They Senate ICT consultants to go into short projects or long ones in the company. But the problem is, the selection criteria is very high. So it's hard for me to get a project by those companies. Like, for instance, they send send my CV to the internet HR. They check the review and say, hey, this isn't a match or something. They send it to the company and they say, hey, this doesn't look like a match. You don't have, have enough experience. So it's kind of, I'm wondering if they made a bad decision by quitting my old job and uh, moving on to this one.
0: Okay. So what's what's the biggest concern is just how do, you, how do you make that transition from one to the other? How do you find something new?
4: Yeah, how do you find something new and like, if you don't have experience in it, because in the crisis we are in now, a lot of these jobs, a lot of these employees, they want you to be a good match, you want you to have a lot of experience, but I don't have that much experience. I have like two years experience right. system administration with uh, Microsoft. So uh, and I don't really want to move into a Linux something, but now I'm doing a Microsoft. Right. Microsoft. And then, and you're so saying that they I say, oh,
0: you've, you've got to have five years of experience doing system administration with Linux and Unix before we can hire you into it. Uh, do you have like a lot of bills? Do you have a family to take care of? What's your situation? I don't got nobody to
4: take care of. I don't have no bills, nothing. But I have no problem. I can move anytime. No problem
1: at all. So you don't even
0: have a lease?
4: But uh, well, I have an apartment. So yeah, but that's away. it. That's, that's your All all
0: your bills are your apartment. I mean, that's that's the life, yeah, man. man that's you're live You're living the life. Okay. So <laughs> what you can do. What you can do, and, and there are folks I know, I've got a, a listener to this show, is a high-profile high attorney. He's a big deal. The guy knows the ins and outs of the legal system. as a practicing attorney. He wanted to change his career, right? Well, he knows that even though he's some big-shot attorney with a law degree, passed the bar, had to practice, that if he wants to go and start writing code which is what he wants to get into because that's what he's passionate about. That he's not going to be able to walk in and be like, yeah, you know, I want a senior, a senior developer job and make, you know, 200 grand a year and at a startup. No, he may be able to work his way up to that for sure. If he's any good, he could do that. But he knows that to, to do it, he has to learn what he, learn the skills for what he wants to do. And it sounds like you can, you have the time and ability to learn those things. And then you're going to go and take an entry level job. You're going to take the same job that somebody fresh out of school or beginning would be able to take the job that somebody with no experience in that field, because what you're doing is you're rebooting. you're rebooting and you're, you're booting up into a whole new place and you have nothing. You know what you have that somebody like that doesn't have is I think you said two years, you have two years of experience of on the job experience. You have that.
4: And certifications also, but... And uh, certifications. Really with ...where
0: the, to transition to. Okay, but the fact that you have years of school, several years of school, I'm sorry, of, of work experience, and the fact that you have certifications in something that's not the same, but I would argue related, that that's going to make you actually yes. a better candidate than somebody who's coming out just at the pure entry level thing. Because you, the more work experience you have, the more time you've spent in Any field working professionally, regardless of what that field is, any field working professionally, you are going to be a better candidate than somebody else. This guy who's a lawyer, who wants to be a developer, I admire that so much that he's been saying, you know what, I'm going to take this risk. It's obviously important to him. I want to move away from this other thing that I was doing into this new thing that I don't know that much about. And I'm willing to start at the beginning. I want that kind of person working for me. I want the kind of person who's coming in because I know, you know what they have, they've got a lot at stake. They've got something to lose and they've got something to prove. And if you give somebody like that an opportunity, they will excel. And that's what you need to do. You need to be willing to suck it up and pay your dues all over again. As if you never had those two years, as if you never had those certifications you know, yep. it's and like congrats. you're some. it's like Both if you were in
4: a and I'm not looking for two but yeah. junior positions, but kind of tough, man, It's kind of tough still. But uh, I send out two CVs to the as a matter of fact, I'm hoping to get some positive signs I'm going to call them back uh, next week to see if they have looked
0: at it. Right. And that's the right thing to do. Yeah. That's yeah. the right yeah. thing to do. After you, you yeah. send in your resume, we call them resumes here. After you send in your resume, yeah. you wait a week and you call back and you wait another week and you call back after that. That's how it works. And so that's, so that's what you're going to do. And you call like them back, and, you're, and you're persistent. You call them back. You need to send out more than two. You should send out twenty. You should you should apply to every single job that you see that's somewhat related to what you want to be doing, and go on every single interview you can possibly fit into your day or your week, because it'll make you a better interviewer. Okay. Uh-huh. It'll teach you more about what the industry expects. It'll teach you more about what you need to focus on. Yeah. And in your spare time, read the books. Start teaching everything to yourself that you can possibly learn so that when you go in there and you're sitting across from it and Shlok, you're going to interview me right now. Shlok's sitting across from me and he's going to say, tell me about what kind of Linux system administration experience you have. And I'm going to say, Shlok, I'm learning that right now. But, I do have two years of experience with and certifications with Microsoft System Administration. I'm using what I learned there on the job, hands-on, to translate this to Linux. And I'm still learning it, but you know what? Here's the books that I've read, and here's how I've been involved in this. And I went ahead and I set up five different Linux distributions on a server at home, and I've been working on that every day. And I know it's different, but I'm ready to dive in. you got to give me a chance to do this. I'm going to hire that person over the person who's like, well, I had Linux in my dorm room. Right? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, and, yeah, and there's yeah, a couple
0: yeah, 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 right.
1: there's a couple other opportunities here, right? There's a one is um, nonprofits, there's some web based nonprofits that are always looking for people to help out for free with Linux stuff. So if you get some experience, some a reference from there, you know, get into their network, like that's an opportunity. Um, two, it's international, right? So like apply everywhere. You're young, I'm assuming, or you're you're definitely single and alone. So Get out there if you can find, I mean, there's some countries that will pay handsomely for people with any kind of hands-on sysadmin experience. Um, And number three is, uh, you know, there's, I mean, do it for free, right? Or do, and also try and do it for paid, like get on Elance and and Odesk and things like that and say, I'll sysadmin for $3 an hour. I don't care. It's the experience. Um, Okay. And so that way you can build up a body of work that says, "Look, I've managed sysadmin for forty eight clients consecutive concurrently in over a month or whatever, like you're doing the real world stuff, right? and so that's kind of your portfolio,
0: so treat it like that. great idea. okay, Thanks, Shlok, Thanks for, for for that Thanks advice for and listen. I want you to go out and I want you to email us back or call back and let us know what you do but i I, I think if you take Sloke's advice and, and some of my advice here that uh, that you'll be all right. I think it's going to be all right for you.
4: So I've got to get you. That's not taking take my call and
0: uh, have a nice day. thing. Take care of yourself. Bye. Bye. I'm, I think I'm going to do one more call because we're coming up on an hour. Wow. Can you do, can you do one more? Yeah. Are sure. you getting air from this fan? Yeah, I am. It's I had to turn the thing down. I always forget that if, if I'm doing two back-to-back shows because you just did the frequency and then we're doing this show that the room will get warm.
1: Uh, yeah, no, that's a good fan.
0: Plus, I turned the air down while you were talking. <laughs> Last call. Okay, you're on the air. It's really you this time. Go ahead. Hanging up. You know what? Maybe we're not going to do this call. How long do we wait for someone to wait, wake up?
1: 10 seconds. I mean, I'll hold seconds.
0: for 19 minutes, this person. They're I'm in, in, in line in the queue, and I'm not going to take the next caller. This was it. This counts as a call. <laughs> Best kind. Of all right, I'm about to hang up. Oh, oh. oh there it is. Uh, see? No, nice. All right. All right. Hello. Hello. Who's this?
5: Hello, it's Kristen. Okay, Kristen from
0: the chat room. Kristen from the chat room.
5: Yes, hello.
0: Hello, and you you're you're from the UK. Is that right? I'm
5: from Germany, but I've been here for
0: ten years. All right. Very good, I wasn't sure where you were from. I thought you said in the chat room that you were from u k but you did just say you're international. that's all you that's all you said was that you were you're inter- international so uh <laughs> welcome to the show that's right how can i how can I yes. help you What's on oh, your mind? Well,
5: thank you very much well um i there there there's various things on my mind basically, I did quit my job earlier this year after going part time for half a year so I had a quite a quite an understanding employer who let me do that Very nice. and I have quit to become um yeah I've quit to become an online language tutor which is really really cool um but it's the first time I've done it and it's sort of I feel a little bit in at the deep end and there are certain things that sort of it is just it is just sometimes it can be so lonely, which is something that really really surprised me. Um, and I, I'm really missing and lacking colleagues. And that would be something that I, I really wanted to ask about. It's sort of, you have those moments, you have those days where you just really hate what you're doing and you sit there and you think, is this just me? Am I just a complete idiot? How long do I wait this out? Um, and it's just a case of really saying, you know, you've quit and nothing's, nothing's quite perfect after it did.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, it's, this is a very, very real situation because it sounds like you went from working in a place where you were in an office, maybe with a whole bunch of other people, or you had colleagues that you're working with. Now you're doing your own thing. Are you working from home? It sounds like then all the time.
5: Most of the time I teach online and I also sort of, you know, go around and meet students. So it's a little bit, it's my locations are kind of all over the place, but I am at home most of the time. Yeah. And obviously you don't spend all your day with people, and I yeah, I have lots of people that I can sort of just ramble to during the day.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you start talking to your cat or something and you don't want that to happen. I mean, I think this is a very interesting dilemma. I went to uh, do you ever heard of I don't know if you've heard of this company over there, but um they were a long time ago a sponsor of ours but uh Rackspace? You ever heard of Rackspace? um these folks they're one of the okay so they're they're a, a relatively large hosting company they do physical servers and like cloud stuff and um their main base of operations is in San Antonio, Texas which is eh, like an hour away from Austin and uh we went down there and and visited them and they have what they did is they took a, a whole shopping mall and they converted this shopping mall which had been closed down and was becoming like it was like an abandoned shopping mall. They went in and bought this and completely remodeled it and turned it into their base of operations. And they have 2000 people now working out of this place. So it revitalized this part of town and it became a really, really cool campus. Now the reason I'm talking about this is when we were getting our tour, I was talking to the, the, uh, the guy that was giving us a tour and I said, you know, like, what percentage of people are here? Is this just packed? And he says, oh, well, it's, it's quite busy here. He said, but people can work from home as much as they want. And I said, that's really interesting because this place seems like such a vibrant, cool, fun busy place to work. So many different kinds of people doing different jobs. Some are in support, some are in sales, some are in account, you know, such a really cool mixing pot. And they have all these cool, like blow up things and signs and people playing games and all this cool stuff. You think like, this is where everybody would want to work. Like they have a, a a tube slide going down from the second floor to the first floor, you know, so many cool things to do there. Uh, it's just it, but it was really interesting because he said, yeah, a lot of people aren't here. They don't come in. And, you know, it's, it's one thing when you're working at home, especially if it's you it sounds to me like even if you're working for another company in a lot of ways that you're running your own business, when you're running your own business and you're doing, and take it from me, I did this and Shlok did this too. He spent a year alone in a room in the dark in his sweatpants, sometimes didn't even have a shirt on, didn't see the light of day. And you don't want to see this picture. It's a bad picture. It was a bad picture. And he, all he did was eat and you know, you wind up. In a situation, yeah, I'm
5: very engaged with this picture, right?
0: Now. Yeah, and that's the thing. I did this too. Like, I sat up, and and the one memory that I have, I spent like a year in like a converted attic in a, in North Carolina, like just in front of the computer, fifteen hours a day, seven days a week, and it it was really tough. And and that's something that people who are uh, typically the people who are are the who who enjoy working from home the most are the developers who, and I no, I didn't say designers developers who really connect with the computer in that special way, you know, that the computer is where they feel most at home. And for them being alone for eight hours a day in a room in front of a computer, that's heaven for them. And if they see somebody once or twice a week, like that's enough of a social outlet for them. You know, they see somebody a little bit and they're fine and they just want to be left alone in front of the computer doing their thing, more power to them. But a lot of folks don't like that. A lot of people don't like that. And to be honest, it really is unnatural to be by yourself alone in a room, wearing sweatpants and just eating in the dark. Like that's not healthy for anybody. That's even, <laughs> even Shlok, even the people who, who think that they like it, it's not a healthy, is it healthy schlok Or is that healthy for you for uh, a year?
1: That is the wrong kind of paleo. That is, right. that, that is literally living in a cave and yeah. it's awful.
0: It's, it's not good.
5: It is that, And I think, I think everybody's ready to do it. I think everybody's sort of, if you if you're ready to quit your job, you're pretty much ready to sort of do whatever you think it takes to get to point X. But it is very difficult to keep sight of point X when things start feeling so slow. And really, the question that you sort of ask yourself when you you know, as you're sitting on your own, literally just seeing your computer screen all the time, and Buzzfeed becomes your you know, worst enemy. The question that you, I keep asking myself is, you know, where am I actually heading with this and how, how long and when do you know you're doing well? You've got nothing to compare yourself to. And that's really, I don't know. I don't know if comparison is, is my own personal problem, but I've, I've lost my yardstick. That sounds weird.
1: Okay, no,
0: it, it doesn't sound weird. That's a very, very good way to describe it. I mean, on what were you going to say, Shaluk, were you going to talk about like hitting a financial goal?
1: Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's pretty If, if you have bills and you're paying your bills and a little bit more, I mean, you're doing well after that. It's pure profit, right? So if, if at first that's the, that's the simplest goal, but it's also one that you can achieve and focus on is ultimately very, very, very important. Maybe that's it for a while. Um, and you don't worry about like, you know, if you need to expand out to seven regional offices or whatever.
0: Right. I Mm -hmm. mean, just knowing, so, so, (laughs) what schluck is making a really good point. And I, and I think the point that that he's making is it's important, especially if this is your own thing to set those kinds of goals, even when you don't necessarily know how you're going to get to them and achieve them, being able to say, Hey, you know, I, I need to be making this much money or billing for this much money in a month. Like being able to say that that's important. And being able to hit those goals and figure out how to get to those goals that creates something that will kind of break up this potentially monotonous uh, or isolated kind of experience. In that, okay, I need to go out there and and sell now, or I need to promote the business that I'm doing, or and I'll let you promote it in a minute, and you know, and and make all of this stuff happen for yourself. The other thing is, I'm willing to bet that you 're not spending every single waking hour working, right? You need to make it a priority, whereas before going to work was something that you did. You got ready for work, you got you took a shower, you got dressed, you drove or or you know took transportation somewhere. Think about all the interactions that you 'd have during that time period and then at work you need to you need to find a way to have that kind of interaction and for people, those people who really like the computer those people still need interaction too. And if you're the kind of person, it sounds like you are, where you're somewhat social anyway, not having that as combined with running your own business, combined with doing this work that you're doing by yourself, it feels terrible. Like I totally know exactly what you mean. And I remember like being alone in a room and like I was writing code, I was sending out proposals. I w- And the only contact that I had with other people was like instant message. And it really sucks. You feel totally isolated. And then especially when these instant message people like, you know, like 11, 30, 12 rolls around and their status goes to away, and you know that they're like out with their friends having lunch. You need to go out with your friends and have lunch. You know, like you need to make it a priority every single day to interact with other human beings. And it's not going to fix the problem, but it's going to help you need to prioritize that for your own mental well-being. Otherwise you're just going to burn out and be miserable and that's going to be the end of it. And it's going to look like a failure to you because you were miserable when this could have been a really cool opportunity for you to do something. Does that make sense?
5: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and no, it, it totally makes sense. And it is, it is very, very important. You do sort of, I, I am very outgoing and that's partly why I I more or less chose to, go with this particular, cause there's lots of jobs that you can do if you speak several languages or if you want to focus on your languages. And the one that I ended up focusing on was the really social bit where I actually interact with people and I see them do well. And that's a very rewarding bit, but it's just, it's just not enough to, to just survive on that. And it's literally just hanging out with friends. is good advice in theory, but I don't live in a massive place and all my friends work in offices. Yeah. So it's, it's having. I guess it's having to get go to their place and forcing them to have lunch with me. I can make myself yeah, a no,
0: I mean, You can, a you it, can absolutely it. do that. And if these people are your friends, you know, it's as it, uh, simple, I would think, as saying, I work by myself in my house and I feel isolated. I'd love to have lunch with you on Wednesday. Like, <laughs> who's going to say no to that, you know? Like, the minute that Shlok, you know, climbed out of this hole... And it's like I'm back. I'm like, I'll see you tomorrow night. You know, like that's done. And and I think people will understand that, and they'll want to include you and involve you in things. And who knows where what kind of cool things that will lead to? You know. So okay, tell me, tell me what what's the uh, what's your website? Where can people go to hire you or learn about the stuff that you do? Because you you know, let's get your link in here.
5: Yes, thank you. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, if if people want to if people want to. Learn German with me online. I'm a native German speaker or want to learn English as a foreign language, which most of the audience probably don't, um, or do French. I speak all free. I teach all free. Um, my website is fluentlanguage.co.uk. So that's simple enough.
0: That's a nice one. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's going to be in the show notes. show it's
5: notes. quest as well.
0: Oh, see. I like her. 5by5.tv slash quit slash 38. I'll put this into the show notes right now. And uh, this is oh, a star.
5: Thank
1: you.
0: Be- beautiful uh, website here. Really, very nice. Hmm. Well, it's a Squarespace. Nice. There she is holding some books. Book says a blue book with says Berlin on it. Is that really you, or is that a square? Is that a Shutterstock uh, image? No,
5: that's me. Okay. That's uh, taken by my partner who um, introduced me to quit. Nice. By telling me that you ring a bell every time somebody quits. And every, every, ever since then, I've been hoping <laughs> I'll get a bell, rung, a bell
0: rung for me. Nice. Well, so you, want, you want me to just ring the bell, I'll ring it for you, even though, te- I mean, technically you didn't yes, just please. quit, but all right. That's the real bell. That's the Merlin bell. All right. Oh, thanks. You got it. All right. So listen, call us back or email and let us know what's going on with you. And thanks uh, thanks very, very much for the call. And good luck. Get out there and, and meet, you know, hang out with some people and be back in the real world. Don't just sit in that room very much all right thanks for the call see uh, schloke I have two categories mm-hmm. people that I'm worried about yep and over here people that I'm not worried about I'm not worried about her at all nope because she's got a good business she didn't say one thing oh, I'm not making enough money she never said that right she says I'm not happy doing this thing that I think I love to do because I feel so isolated that's that's fixable
1: that's a that's an operational issue that's co-working going finding people just right. like her things like that i mean that's solvable totally solvable
0: it sucks if you're not making money <laughs> then it's
1: that's hard that's, to that's harder
0: to solve than i'm i'm lonely lonely you can solve that all right so where do people go now for you? dot
1: com s h l o k y dot com
0: dot com Putting this into the show notes right now. Again, the link for that is at five by TV slash quit slash thirty-eight. And you're on Twitter.
1: Yep. At Shloki. S H L O K Y.
0: S H L O K Y. I'm Dan Benjamin on Twitter. Check out some of the other shows we do at five by five. There's a whole bunch of them. And uh, that's it for us for this show today. Thanks for tuning in. If you would like to, you can go to five by TV slash quit. And listen to all the previous episodes that we've done. You can also call and leave a voicemail, 512-222-8141, which I will listen to and maybe play on the air. You can also email us by going to 5 dot 5. tv slash contact, picking quit from the list, and typing whatever it is you want me to see. And there's a little radio button at the bottom that'll let me know if it's okay to read it on the show or not. Maybe next week I will do an email special. I'm actually going to be out at XOXO. You're not uh, going to that, are you?
1: No, I'm not. Damn. Portland.
0: Yeah. That's not the good part. The good part is the conference and Portland's the other side of the world. Right. But it's a cool town, I guess.
1: So you're going to do the show from Portland.
0: Well, I don't know. It'd be neat to do, but whenever I tell myself beforehand that I, Oh, I want to go, I'm going to talk to people, interview them and like do something really cool. Like what winds up happening instead of that is that I'm so excited by the conference and I'm running around like a, you know, like crazy. And I, n- I never wind up doing it. So no promises. But I'm gonna be there. Yeah, I can promise that. I will be there.
1: <laughs> Are you gonna do one of those live shows where you set up shop in like the cafeteria? No, <laughs> okay.
0: no. So uh, XOXO is gonna be great. If you're if you're going, I'll see you there. Please come up to me and say hi, and uh, be sure to tell tell me that quit's your favorite show. That's the right to get me into a conversation with you. Dan, quit is my favorite show. That's gonna guarantee a you know a nice long hangout conversation if you're like oh i listened to that show you do with merlin well
1: <laughs> Mer- merlin's over there yeah
0: yeah merlin's in san francisco uh just kidding it's a great show too as far as, as you know. five by five that TV quit thanks very much for listening we'll be back sometime maybe next week have a good one